So, Gunnar, how how are you holding up? Uh, Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was washing my hands. Oh, right. What song were you singing? Oh, uh, uh, as you know, I'm a Google Home guy. And uh, Mm -hmm. if you say, uh, Ahoy Computer, um, help me wash my hands, uh, the the machine will sing a jaunty little tune. uh, Oh. Yeah. I want to try that. Yeah. Um, Soren enjoys singing the alphabet song. That's his his Mm -hmm. go-to. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, what about you? Do you have a favorite hand washing song? Hmm. Um, there was, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, I saw one on the internet. Uh, people are suggesting, um, I, what is it? The number of the beast by, uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while there, I was doing the, uh, uh, the litany of fear from Dune. Uh, mm, yeah, okay. that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, quite a quite a quite a change, and it all happened very suddenly, didn't it? Yeah, it makes you uh, kick yourself that you didn't get one of those timeshares. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have paid off immediately. <laughs> That's right. I kept at work. I was telling folks, you know, this feels like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then I was saying, oh, this feels like the first half hour of the movie, and then I was saying. No, we're 45 minutes into the movie. Like, this is definitely the, you know, we're in Act 3 now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was on a Friday, and we came back on uh, came back on Monday um, after the, uh, at least the city of Austin had started to close up shop. And, uh, you know, by Monday, I was like, ah, I take it back. We're back. We're back to 15 minutes. Like, this is. Yeah, be... this is a preview yeah. of, the, of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and in fact, and as we're recording, uh, it's actually New York City is appears to be the the folks who are in Act Three. Um, yeah, yeah, they're in bad shape. So, any New York listeners, hope you guys are safe. Hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. Yes, for sure. Yep. So, with with Soren and all that, how how has your uh, has your routine changed at all? I'm sure it has. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, so the first week was uh, shock, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, the second week was really about trying to figure out how to make it work. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a realization this Sunday that uh, I was feeling like I was failing everything, um, like wasn't mm-hmm. paying enough attention to Soren and work was falling behind and all the rest of it. And then I realized the problem was actually um, that I was holding myself to a set of expectations that were uh, a month old. Uh, and that... Um, of course I'm not going to be able to do everything the way that I was doing it a month ago. And mm-hmm. that kind of unlocked something for me. And I spent four hours going through my calendar, um, scheduling, you know, whatever, scheduling homeschooling time and, uh, you know, making sure that Soren has the right breaks for lunch and snacks and stuff like that. And then I, um, uh, I'll talk more about the, my calendar routine later, but, um, basically rejiggered everything, moved meetings around. And, you know, when I came back to work, made sure that everybody understood, like, I'm changing expectations for me. My expectations of everyone else's are also changing. Like everybody's got to be, everyone's just got to be a little gentle with each other as everybody kind of negotiates their own version of the, their own version of the disruption. Right. Oh yeah. You, you, you know, the first thing is, um, it, I think it's really easy for you to, or at least for me, it's, it's really easy for me to cut other slack, but it's hard to cut myself slack. Oh my, yes. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly right. 
Um, and you, you're, you know, you become so used to functioning in a certain way, you don't even realize that you're doing it um, until it's mm-hmm. put under stress or, or strain, and then you realize, oh, why this is? There's a reason why this isn't working, um, and uh, it's because it's impossible. <laughs> and, yeah. and um, once I finally, yeah. I don't want to steal any thunder from the, when we start talking about calendars at, at the end, but um, yeah, I think every, every week is going to be a brand new experience. It's going to change in uh, important ways and we're just going mm-hmm. to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. what about you? What's the, what's the score? Lauren's back home, which is good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good to have her home. And yeah. So I guess two things. One is that, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm not traveling. This is, I'm going to have all this time back. And then I realized that um, everybody else I work with is also not traveling and they get a lot of time back and they're scheduling me. And, and you know, and, and so, you know, it's that nature abhors a vacuum sort of thing. So um, that's kind of fun. Um, just like trying to catch your breath. And um, the other thing is that just like out of the corner of my eye in my home office, I like, I'll, I'll see in my peripheral vision, some action and I look outside and, I never saw so many people walking their dogs in my neighborhood. Yeah. It's like incredible. Yeah. 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 I say the same thing here. Um, and, uh, yeah, everyone keeping an appropriate distance, but yeah, de- people are definitely treasuring their time outside in a way that they did not before. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's, uh, you know, silver lining ways, uh, it could, uh, help create some new habits, whether it's calendaring or dog walking or, or whatever it is. It's that, that chance to reflect and, uh, you know, focus on what's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fully expecting a, uh, a renaissance of the city parks, uh, out here. Mm-hmm. Um, cause people are finally, I think grasping what it is that those parks are for. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Next time there's going to be like a, a ballot initiative for levies and stuff. It'll be like, yeah, hey, I remember they were open and it was something to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, uh, what do we got? What do we, what do we, we got on the docket here today? Yeah. So uh, speaking of focusing on what's most important, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, location identification, uh, dance identification, and blood pressure identification. All right. All, all three of those things sound handy. That sounds great. And uh, and Dave, if uh, if folks uh, if folks want to uh, listen to other episodes, take a look at the show notes. Mm-hmm. What, what what website should they go visit? Yeah, they, they could shelter in place at uh, dgshow.org. So D's and Dave, G's and Gunner, show.org. So somebody on my staff this morning gave me a hard time because they said, uh, they said uh, Dave always says the URL and, and Gunner never has to say the URL. It's always it. It's, uh, it's part of the routine now, I think. Early on, I think we kind of traded off. But, uh, yeah, it was random. It yeah. was random. Yeah. But now it's, now it's definitely, I'm definitely, I definitely deliver the prompt and then, and then uh, you deliver the payload. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, as their punishment, we'll have to put them on the podcast. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. They'll never criticize us again. <laughs> That's right. We'll make them say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got the, the teasers this week, Dave, are, are, are delicious for the, uh, for the cutting room floor. These are great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, remember the drone sweater? Mm-hmm. Of course. Who could forget the drone yeah. sweater? So the same person that did the drone sweater, uh, she has come up with a, a reusable window sticker, uh, a stained glass airplane window sticker. So you could, you could put it right in your, your windows. Uh, it, you know, you get the window seat, you put your stained glass sticker over the window and it's like, you're in a nice, uh, 
um, uh, place for reflection. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. It, uh, can you imagine sitting down and, uh, going to, going to glance out the window as you take your aisle seat and realize that, uh, that your window seat partner has uh, really classed up the joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You get that chandelier. Be nice. <laughs> That's right. Maybe they offer you some champagne. <laughs> yeah. Smoking jacket. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. It really is a great idea. And I, and, I, yeah. they're, and they're very thoughtful about it. It's not just like one generic sticker. They actually have stickers cut for different uh, different equipment models, right? There's like a yes. Dreamliner one and a 767. And yeah, they thought of everything. Yeah, but not the regional Jetson one. So I'm going to have to file a, uh, a request to get it updated. Yeah, so. well, I think it's probably because they're uh, the... The uh, the aesthetic powers of the stained glass window cannot <laughs> cannot salvage yeah. the experience of being on a regional <laughs> jet. I think. <laughs> yeah, so you can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And what else we got? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was. Um, so I guess the Guardian did. They wanted to do an interview with Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg never did grant their request to do the interview. And so what they did was they took basically all of the videos, all of the texts of his speeches and, and everything and pumped it into uh, an AI. And so they basically built an AI and they interviewed the AI um, and they call it a Zuckerbot. <laughs> it's good. And I do encourage everybody to go to this, to go uh, read the interview. Uh, Dave and I were joking earlier. It's a, uh, it's like it's like uncanny valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like one of the questions is, uh, do you think that Facebook has made the world a better place? And uh, Zuckerbot answers, Facebook is as hap- is Facebook is a happy version of what I am. I am pretty p- pro people, and um, I definitely strongly about baseball consumption. <laughs> Uh, friends, we can do better than banning misinformation and dancing in the air. I want to capture the good news here in California. People are clicking on Facebook until they love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's like if you it's it's good because if you like squint, it makes sense. But like, mm-hmm. but if you were, if you listen carefully, <laughs> people are clicking on Facebook until they love it, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of. True, maybe. True. I don't know. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's really good. Yep. Yeah. So we got a ton of follow up. Okay. Let's let's have yeah. it. So remember and it's funny, it's like what, as soon as we finished that episode about the GPS tracker mm-hmm. uh, on that the um uh that car, so there's a uh suspect uh suspect um that was uh 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 suspected of uh, trafficking methamphetamines and all that, being a drug dealer in possession and everything. They put a GPS, uh, the cops uh, put a GPS on the person's car. Um, the the suspect found the GPS. It was unlabeled, and the guy just, like, took it off and, like, removed it. And that compelled them to get a search warrant um, to uh, – and then they did the search warrant. They found all this meth, and they found the GPS device and everything. And they took it to the court. And they found out that um, – so the ruling was with the uh, Indiana Supreme Court is that it's not illegal uh, for somebody to remove something from their car. And um, it's not considered stealing if you know somebody – if it was their um, asset and they put it on there. And so, um, and so uh, the guy got off basically. And um, 
you know, he said that, well, it's one of the things that they talk about is uh, a principle known as the exclusionary rule. So basically, if the search warrant is invalid, anything that was found under that search warrant is excluded from the trial. So it's right. like basically they had no case. Right. Because the predicate for the search warrant was the fact that he had stolen their stuff, that is the GPS. And, yes. Uh, and the court said, but listen, it's, he can't have stolen it because it's impossible to steal something. Right. If you don't have any idea who it belongs to. Yeah. Um, and it's on your asset. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so that, and I'm glad to see the court agrees with my ruling. Um, <laughs> that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they framed it right in saying that like the, if they were to consider this stealing, that the results would basically be absurd, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. consequences of this would be silly, uh, which is yeah. difficult to argue with. You're right. It would be silly. Yeah. 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 So case closed. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, then the next one is um, – so, like, uh, one of the things – there are some researchers uh, at uh, – well, you pronounce this. You're, you're, this, is, this is from Finland. Uh, the University of, of – what is it? I don't know. Yeah, my toddler Swedish can will not help me with this, with this finish. Okay, pronunciation. all right. Yeah, there's, like, <laughs> several umlauts we're dealing with here. So, uh, yeah. So, anyhow, this, this uh, Finnish university um, – they are doing some stuff with AI and some cameras and stuff. And um, they were trying to see if by the way people dance, can um, they detect traits such as a person's mood, their level of empathy, how extroverted or neurotic they were. And mm-hmm. it wound up that um, it they couldn't figure that any of that out conclusively. But what they were able to do is um, – do um you know like how you could do like gate detection to see how somebody walks and identify somebody by how they walk sure um you could do that with dancing yes yes so yeah so think about this and and so um yeah uh yeah so they 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 are able to do a 94% accuracy based nothing on except for their dance moves they can identify people yeah, well, you know, this this does this doesn't surprise me, Dave. I mean, I know that when I dance to something, uh, I make that uniquely my own, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so, so it's not surprising that it would be I, that it would be, they would use be able to use my my dancing as a as an identifiable trait. Um, yes. So no, so nobody could copy it, and nobody would want to copy. it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about like that's yet another factor for uh, multi-factor authentication. Oh yeah, yeah, and especially in this age of uh, in this age of uh, you know shelter in place, um, you got to yeah. get people moving. And uh, yeah, yeah, and if you could do a Burn multi-factor authentication by uh, you know do a little pop and lock in order to get access to your email, I think I think that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, and imagine you could you know like how you could set uh, these apps that tell you when to stand up when you've been sedentary too long. You mm-hmm. could. Have your screen lock, and then you got to get up and dance to have your screen unlocked. And... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that in the in the previous episode with the uh, the people that are scanning all the Facebook uh, movies and videos and stuff. That that would boost morale right up there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, and then. Another one is uh, University of Texas, uh, your your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, th- they figured out how to measure blood pressure just by using a cell phone camera. 
Interesting. So I have, yeah. uh, I've used a sleep app, which, um, purports to measure your pulse, your, you know, your heart rate by, uh, with the phone camera. Um, so you put huh. your finger to, you put your fingertip on the phone camera. And, oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you put your fingertip on the phone camera and it'll do the, but, uh, but blood pressure, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, so this company called Neurologics, they developed a smartphone app called Anura that allows people to uh, do uh, this uh, transdermal op optical imaging for themselves. And um, so you record a 30-second video of your face, and um, it will receive measurements for stress levels and resting heart rate. And, um, yeah. Huh. So, yeah, and... Uh, um, some other things, though, it's like I'm, I'm reading more in it. It's, it says that they're going to release a version of the app in China uh, that includes blood pressure measurements, um, which is kind of interesting. And then um, there's they're licensing the technology through a product called Deep Affex, and it's a cloud-based AI engine that can be used for businesses who are interested in transdermal optical imaging in a range of industries from healthcare to security. Security, you say? Yeah, and that's what sort of triggered me. And yeah. so, so let's let's talk about the the good and the bad. Like, mm -hmm. what what are some of the positive aspects of this? Uh, not everyone has access to a blood pressure cuff, but almost everybody has access to a phone camera. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine this, especially you know, I know that uh, um, a lot of folks are starting to use telemedicine, especially now. Um, so you know, you got a cold or you have some affliction, you get on a video conference with a doctor, and they can diagnose you over there and um, I've used that before and they can even, they can even prescribe medication. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it's great. The experience is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. and the more tools people have available to them to help the doctor make the diagnosis, well, that's great. And blood mm -hmm. pressure is right up there, right? That's one of the first things they do when they check, when they check up on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought too, like for one of the challenges with medicine and all that, like whether it's your pulse or blood pressure or things that it's, it's just a snapshot in time mm -hmm. that like, you know, you go to the doctor's office and, and, you know, it's like, Oh, it's like every six months or every, once a year you get your blood pressure. And is that representative of the whole year? And, um, but I can imagine it's like, you know, what if you had this like smart mirror that would, um, every, every day, the same way, like you have the smart bathroom scale that will measure your weight and body mass index and connect it into Google fit or Apple health. Um, do the same thing with your blood pressure as you're standing there shaving or brushing your teeth. Right. And, um, it goes in there and, um, yeah, so that, that could also give you a better picture. And also from a, a dosing standpoint as well to see whether, you know, the, maybe the, like, let's say you're taking blood pressure medicine and it, it tapers off after a while and it gives you a better idea of, uh, you know, how much of a, a taper you need or, or, uh, you know, when's the optimal time to take the medicine. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yep. super useful. Okay. Back yeah. to, back to the security, which sounds, starts to sound sinister, right? Right. Right. Yeah. What, what's, uh, what are the downsides? Uh, what could, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, surreptitious, uh, so I, if I'm, uh, so I put a smart mirror in a bathroom and I can tell if uh, somebody's heart rate is elevated, um, that could tell me, uh, if somebody's under stress or if they're, um, 
Oh yeah, no, I, I could detect somebody if somebody's lying, right? Because like blood pressure mm-hmm. is not one of the uh, one of the tells, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, what else? Yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine like that, like a like a mirror, or like in the airports of like, oh, who's the person going through the security line with the elevated blood pressure, and maybe that person is that way all the time. They have high blood pressure or maybe that person is just really anxious and has a fear of flying and they, you know, like you get like a false positive. Um, you know, and then I think too about like, like we talked about the, the robot job interview, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so in the same way you're looking in the camera and it's, and it's using AI to figure that out. Um, maybe it could figure out, it could ask you like probing questions or ethical questions and um, measure your blood pressure based upon and, you know, align that with your answer. So it's almost like you said, a lie detector test. Yeah. Um, or, yeah. Oh, oh, Dave, wait a minute. It's a void comp yeah. test. That's what, that's what we're talking about. Ooh. Yeah, true. We could, we could yeah, you need test, one of them. Yeah. We could actually test and make sure they're not Zuckerbots. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of movie plots, I was thinking too, that it like, uh, like I, I've seen the, uh, you know, the cable news shows where they'll have like debates and, you know, they're always trying to pick what is the right word that people are using. Um, and, um, you know, and, and micro expressions that are, you know, they're weighing all the things. And I can imagine, um, you know, like whether it's used for like audience entertainment, but imagine like having, some like somebody in a debate, like presidential debate, mm-hmm. where you know, like you want to trigger the other person and and keep them off their game. Um, you could build up a repository of like have somebody always go to your opponent's speeches and or whenever they're being interviewed or whatever, and figure out the areas where they get um, uh, stressed out, right. and uh, use that to trigger them. So I I can imagine that or like um, some negotiation thing. Like I can imagine like some sort of uh, um, future world with, uh, uh, you know, people are going into Japan and and they're negotiating their Voight-Conf testers and everything. And, um, you know, with uh, Weyland-Yutani and, uh, you know, (laughs) all kind of things like that. Yeah. 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 Well, you can also imagine um, uh if I'm an insurance, if I'm in a, if I'm an insurance company and somebody's asking for some life insurance or health insurance, being able to surreptitiously test their blood pressure, like I can, uh, I can tell if there's some kind oh. of, um, yeah, if they've got some kind of, uh, some kind of deep problem with their heart, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Good fun. Good yeah. fun. Good fun. Yeah. So on the, on the positive side, though, um, have you ever wanted to reach out to somebody that you admire and got stuck or, or ever like thought about it? Like, like how do you do it? Yeah, it's, it, well, yeah, it's hard, right? Cause you feel like you have to, uh, you feel like you've got to come up with some, uh, what, uh, some kind of, you got to give them a reason to care why you're, that you're asking. Right? Yes. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. Or, you know, the other side of it too, is how many times has somebody come to you that, you know, they want to talk to you and they absolutely totally fail at that mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, Hey, how would you like to, you know, wouldn't it be great to go out for coffee or something like that? And you're like, why, why, why do I want to do this? And, <laughs> and it's like, right. I, 
you know, and it, it could be great, but it's like, I have no idea why. And, and, um, you know, with all the other competing things that everybody has, you know, what are, what are the right ways to get people to say yes? Yes. And, uh, yeah. So there was a, a pretty cool, uh, HBR article that talked about this where, you know, the first thing that they talked about was what you said is, you know, establish your credibility, mm-hmm. right. And set yourself apart as somebody worth knowing. Um, you know, the other side is offering value to, uh, you know, and demonstrate how you can help them. Cause that's, that's another thing that I've seen too, where, you know, people would approach me and, and they always phrase it. Like the only time I hear from them is when they want something from me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's just not very reciprocal and that's sort of disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and then the other thing I talk about is highlight what makes you interesting. So instead of being just like a fanboy or a fangirl, um, you know, position yourself as a peer, uh, who is notable in your own right. And to right. show that it's like, Hey, I have something to offer to and we're peers. Yeah. And, um, and then lastly, the thing was, you know, make it clear that you don't have expectations because, you know, a lot of times people are busy and, you know, give them an out, you know, to say that, Hey, if, you know, so instead of forcing somebody into it, um, let them decide that it's like a mutually agreeable sort of thing. Right. You know, what's interesting about this is, uh, it's not about, it's not about tricking them. Um, but all of this advice is around, um, making sure that you are able to hold your own value when you talk to them instead of like, because a lot of people, their instinct is going to be to diminish themselves. Um, and yeah, which is of course counterproductive, right? Right. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And it's like, okay, then if you're not worthy, why should I bother? Right. right. Yeah. What yeah. am I doing here? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Great. And, and yeah, the whole what's in it for me is, is something I'm a big fan of. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And the other thing is like, so, you know, shameless plug, I, on enterprisers project, I, you know, you know how I did the, the meeting hygiene article, uh, in January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did one for email uh, that that came out today that basically is a um, a consolidation of what we've been talking about for years. But one that was missing that I thought was great is um, I have a link to it here. Is it it says only check email when you have time to respond. This is a deceptively simple idea, but it is very powerful. Yeah, I like this too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because how many times like it like the article talks about. It's like, oh, I got I got five minutes to, you know, before my next call. And then you go and, and you see this email that just totally sets you off. Mm-hmm. And then you end up being distracted the whole meeting by that email yeah. that has nothing to do with the meeting. Yeah. And you, you're totally derailed. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that was like pretty cool. And, you know, they say the same thing, too, for like how many times have you been like, yeah, I'm just going to check my email one more time or I'm going to check social media one more time. And then it's like, ah, crap, it's in. If you wouldn't have checked it, you would have been, you know, it leads to like you having to work like extra hours or, you know, going down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you wouldn't have done it, you know, it's like it, it or if you did check it and then it's like, all right, I'm going to let it go until tomorrow. You just stew over it like all yeah. weekend or all night or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm reminded of a there's a great scene in Deadwood. Um, when uh, they're putting telegraph poles up leading into the town, mm-hmm. and uh, Al Swearingen, the uh, character there, he's, he says, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't like these." I don't. He says something to the effect of, "I don't like these telegraph poles coming in." And 
They say, what about, what's the matter? You know, you're afraid of new technology? This is great. We're getting connected with the rest of the country. And he says, uh, when was the last time you got good news on a telegram? Um, and I feel <laughs> that way about an inbox. <laughs> it's like, it's like some toxic Skinner box that it is very rare that I get good news over email. It is more likely it is additional work or anxiety that, that is being delivered. Right. Um, and yet I check it and every day I check it probably dozens and dozens of times a day. And, not once has candy come out. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like, and so I, I do feel like giving yourself time, making sure that you are only checking email when you can actually do something about it. You can deal with the anxiety or the bad news or the, or the distraction. Um, this makes a lot of sense to me. This makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's probably easier said than done. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yep. But, you know, the other side of it, too, is like if you don't check it, you don't know what you're missing. And exactly. You just got to let it go. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so the, what, what are your uh, Corona? Yeah, well, that, well, this dovetails this dovetails a little bit into what I want to talk about, which is um, dealing with my work calendar, given our new our new lives at home. Um, mm -hmm. And it has to do with um, being intentional about the time that you spend. So if the first week of my homebound existence was kind of shock and, you know, reading Twitter and refreshing news sites, you know, several times an hour, um, the second week was about trying to figure out how to, how to make it work. Right. Like figuring out mm -hmm. you know, like, how do I, how do I get a, how do I, how do I fix my tactics here so that I can kind of do everything. And if you're like almost everybody else I've spoken with, you ended the second week just feeling like you were failing at everything that you wanted to do. You weren't able to pay mm -hmm. attention to work. You weren't able to pay attention to your kids or to your, to your family life. And uh, it was on this Sunday when I finally realized that I had to renegotiate with myself about how this was going to work because mm -hmm. the the revelation I had was that the, the, the calendar that I had been carrying a month ago, which if you listen to the show, you know that uh, I've never been satisfied with how I how my calendar is, right? Um, mm -hmm. always too many meetings, not enough time for myself, et cetera. Everybody has this problem. Um, well now that is especially true. And I'm here to plead with you, Dave, and with all of our faithful listeners, um, use this moment, this unique moment. You will never have a moment like this in your life again. Hopefully. We hope. Yeah. And this is a great moment to declare calendar bankruptcy. Mm. Everyone's schedule is off. Everyone's schedule has to get renegotiated. And this is a moment to take a deep and thoughtful look at every single meeting on your calendar and decide what you need to do with it. Um, because all of us have to make room for various aspects of our home life now. Um, and with this amount of everything is kind of in flux. So this is a great moment to set a, to create a new set of habits around your calendar. So some things that I did were, uh, I started with, Soren's schedule, right? Because we have to homeschool mm -hmm. him. And Priorities. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And so he's six, and so he's not going to be able to take care of himself all day. I can't park him in front of a you know a video teacher for any length of time, which means mm -hmm. that I need to check in with him on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And also because he's six, you need to kind of structure his day in a in a thoughtful way, um, and not just uh, not just spend the day trying to figure out what is the next thing I'm going to distract him with. Um, kind of do a little right. planning, right? And so I have uh, created a calendar. Uh, in the in my calendar, I actually scheduled 
his time in the calendar. So this this amount of time for creative work, this amount of time for housework, this that kind of thing, and then put breaks in for like snack time, lunch time, um, mm-hmm. and for those moments when I had to be there with him, like snack time and lunch time, I invited uh, my redhat.com address to those meetings, and so now they show up. Uh, and the effect is I now have several one-on-ones with Soren <laughs> every day. Mm. Um, and, uh, if a lot of people are going to be listening to this and saying like, well, that sounds hugely disruptive to your work schedule. You're right. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was going to be disruptive to my work schedule anyway. It's just this way it's intentional. Yeah. The other way is I just feel bad about not being able to do both things at once. Right. Right. Um, and so, that means I got to move other meetings around, which means uh, hour-long meetings now turn into thirty-minute meetings. At least for the time being, mm-hmm. it's just how it's going to be. Um, everyone's got a couple one-on-ones floating around in their calendar that are legacies. Maybe you really like the person, but you don't really get a whole lot of work done, and you've been ha- you've had the meeting for several years. This is a good moment to say, "Hey, listen, let's just let's take a break on this meeting for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Just clean that stuff up." Uh, and uh, I was um, happily, I was able to kind of negotiate stuff, move stuff around. Um, and then when I got to work on Monday, um, I made sure I had a deliberate conversation with everybody I spoke with that day about how I was intentionally changing my schedule and kind of what I was optimizing for and why I was doing it. Um, one thing that, that I'm sure we will come up with more tips as we do this, as we do this longer, but one thing I did to kind of signal to everybody else what was important and why was um, I made all of my Soren one-on-one appointments. Um, mm-hmm. I made them all public so that mm-hmm. whenever somebody's scheduling a meeting, they can see that, Oh, Gunnar isn't just having like a one-on-one with another colleague. He's actually having lunch with Soren. Um, yeah. And, and so no, you don't want to make Soren cry. That's right. Um, right. Another tip. Sorry. One, one, tip, one more tip I've got is that uh, if you've got, uh, if you have a meeting um, that you don't want people to schedule over, making it public is a good way of, uh, giving them second thoughts before they schedule on top of it. Um, I've started using the emoji of uh, the dude with his arms crossed in an X in front of his chest. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'll put that emoji as like, as the, in the, in the title of the, of the calendar event. So that even at mm-hmm. a glance, you can see like, Oh, this is a no go zone. Like don't, don't mess with this. <laughs> Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so I'm sure yeah, we'll build more norms over time, but um Anyway, I, I, I encourage everybody everybody who's who's going through what I was going what I what I've been going through, which is um, trying to balance off work and and home and how to manage basically how to manage your time and be intentional about how you're going to spend your time. Um, uh, start with your calendar. At the end of it, I didn't feel um, I will. It didn't feel any less difficult, but at least a lot of kind of the fear and anxiety came out of it because I had um, I had created some clarity for myself on what I was mm-hmm. doing and why. So mm-hmm. good exercise. Yeah. It, it also makes you um, reevaluate your priorities and make a conscious decision mm-hmm. of, of uh, yeah, what is important and yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handy. Other people are selling it different ways. I know that um, one person I work with took her day and split it in half. Um, she's juggling, um, uh, she's juggling triplet boys <laughs> right now. Yes. And so that is time consuming. And uh, the schedule that I created where I kind of check in on Soren periodically, that's not going to work with triplet boys. And so what she did was she split her day in half and did half of it, um, you know, say from seven to 10 and then mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the day from 
whatever it is, you know, three to uh, three to seven or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, and then in the middle, she gets to kind of full time, you know, pay attention to the kids and and get them through their get them through their schooling and things like that. So, um, but I, I'm interested to hear other strategies for managing this time. Yes, yeah, and it's and for me, like I've seen people do, like even before all this started, they would set up. Uh, it's like every day from three to five would be their deep work time and the uns- unschedulable or or whatever, but. Um, for the field facing role I'm in, it's usually, that doesn't happen. You know, it's like, you got to be much more flexible, whether you're traveling or meeting with customers and stuff like that. So it's, I think that's harder to enforce. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But also, you know, the, the other thing is, as I was like winding up all my travel too, is like, you know, it's like, you're like, I'm traveling crazy hours and things like that. It's like, it's okay to read like a book that isn't like work related or whatever. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I find myself, uh, somebody put it to me this way. Like you always got to put on your oxygen mask first. Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, never been more true. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, what do you say, Dave? Yeah, so we said a lot of things here. And for uh, people to pick up one of those uh, stained glass airplane window stickers, uh, where where should we send them? Oh, uh, I see what you did here, by the way. We should send them uh-huh. to... Uh, <laughs> we, you, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should send them to, uh, uh, to my homepage, uh, which is uh, dgshow.org. Uh, that's a D as in Dave, G as in Gunner, show.org. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad you remembered. Okay. <laughs> First take. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll stay safe out there, everybody. Yep. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Yeah. Take your vitamins. Say your prayers. <laughs> All right. Bye, Dave. Bye, everyone. Bye.